going to share a new theory, new perspective that I'm working on. So it's not perfect. There's probably going to be holes in it, but it's very intriguing to me, just which is why I want to share it already. It is giving me a lot of clarity. And so if it helps you gain some clarity, that's why I do this. If I do this in the hopes that it will help one person. And so this new perspective has helped me. But it all started with listening to these two podcast episodes on the Aubrey Marcus podcast with this guy, Matthias Stefano. They were two really, really long, intense, deep podcasts that I don't know how I got through them, but I did. And the first time I listened to this new perspective, well, there's two things I'm going to share. This first part is what led me to my new perspective, and it's from information that he shared. But the first time I, I heard this perspective that he shared, uh, I didn't even understand it. I listened to it a second and a third time, and then I understood it. So this guy, Matthias, supposedly, he's the most intriguing person in my opinion. If you just look at him up on YouTube, you could see all of his videos about, supposedly when he was 11 or 12, he suddenly remembered all of his past lives, like when he lived in Atlantis and all of these things, and he has these memories and this information like there's this one video on youtube that he he basically explains the universe in like 15 minutes it's the most intense crazy oh my gosh video i have ever listened to but it resonates with me and i believe it to be true because it resonates with me and it gives me peace it's basically a video that's 15 minutes long and he explains the entire universe in 15 minutes it's insane. It's very insane. So this guy, I believe him. I think he's very special. The information he says isn't necessarily new to what I've always heard in this spiritual community. He just kind of says it in a very different way that really like rocks me. So in this podcast, he says, He's asked if we have free will. And he says, well, the ego doesn't have free will. Like, the human flesh, our programming, doesn't have free will. Because we are a program. We are programmed in so many different ways. But it's like, you know, if you have a knee-jerk reaction to someone triggering you, It's really, 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 really hard to reprogram that knee-jerk reaction. So he says, if you're like basically in your ego, you don't have free will because you are a program. We all are like this. And this is not to say something is bad or good, okay? This is just a new perspective. He says, when you're in your ego, when you're fully in your flesh, you don't have free will because you have instinct, gut instinct, you know, reactions, and you have no choice. (laughs) They just happen. But you do have free will when you call upon your higher self 
for wisdom or for answers or to lead you or to guide you. He says that's when we have free will. So an example to kind of showcase this is the pandemic. 2020, the ego is always absorbed in fear. That's what the ego does. And the ego's program is for fear. And so I feel like we all had the knee-jerk reaction of, oh my gosh, this is so scary in like March 2020. We all had that knee-jerk reaction because we didn't really, you know, even if it lasted for an hour or a day or a week or a month or two, we all, okay, not all, most of us had this knee-jerk reaction. Like, it was scary for me for a few days, I think, because I didn't know what was going on. And so soaking in that fear, we don't, we didn't have free will with that because that is our ego. Our ego is absorbed in fear. It tries to find fear. It tries to make you more fearful to try to protect you. But eventually, we did have free will when we chose to really critically think about the pandemic, really analyze the data and the science and, you know, try on different perspectives or simply calling in your soul, asking your soul, hey, is this something I should be worried about? And the soul would probably be, probably say, you're all good. It's all good. Everything's fine. It's okay. All is well. Because nothing is ever a problem to the soul. The soul is so insanely wise that it, it knows everything is happening exactly as it's supposed to. So with the pandemic, we had this knee-jerk reaction of fear because that's our programming. That's our ego. That's our mind. That's our instinct. But then we could utilize free will by asking our higher self our soul, God, what the truth is. And that's a whole different answer. It's a whole different answer. So with this new free will perspective, it really switched something in me. It rocked me. And so I spent a few days really digesting this information and thinking about it. Actually, probably a week or two, actually. And then I had another earth-shattering perspective. So Matthias said this free will perspective that we only have free will when we call upon our soul or higher self to guide us, to help us, and then we act from the soul. That's our free will. Otherwise, we don't have free will. It's, we're computer program our brain and we just go through the motions being in our ego. And most people do that that's not bad. That's just what's common. So then it got me thinking. And this is a pretty radical perspective, a new perspective I'm going to share with you. It's pretty radical. But for me, it gives me so much clarity in my body. So I've done previous podcast episodes about is this my intuition or is this my fear? I've, I've talked about this a lot. And I still stand by everything I've said, but 
it's gotten deeper for me and more, more clear to me. Because it can be a struggle trying to decipher if your intuition is speaking to you or if it's your ego fear. And that was so muddy up until now. So I'm going to give an example of childbirth because this is how it feels clear and very solid for me. So in childbirth, I've said many times that, you know, a woman should use her intuition. If she feels something is wrong, then she should go, you know, act on that. And maybe go if she's having a home birth she sh- and she feels something's wrong, she should go to the hospital, seek help. If her intuition is telling her something is wrong. At, or if it's a pregnant woman and she's just like, something's wrong, something's wrong. And, and she thinks it's her intuition telling her something's wrong. And then she goes and seek help because of what she thinks her intuition is telling her. I used to say those words. But now I just don't think that's your intuition. Because I don't think the soul would ever ever be scared to die. It if you're having a home birth and your intuition says something's wrong, go get help. Your soul would never be afraid to die. Even if you have a, if you had a gunshot wound, if you tapped into your soul while you got shot, your soul would be like, it's all good. Whether you die or not, it's all good. You know, death isn't even a thing. Death isn't even real to me because I live in eternity. I never die. So whether you seek help to save yourself that's your choice. It doesn't matter what you do. It's all good. <laughs> Everything's great. It doesn't feel great, but it is great. I think that's what the soul says. And that's what the soul would always say. And so I think the human instinct to live or you're having a home birth and you have this intuition that says something's wrong. I think that's instinct to live because the soul would never say, go save yourself because the soul is eternal. It's eternal. It doesn't care whether you live or die. The soul is unconditional love. Whatever you choose, whether you go and save yourself from your gunshot wound or your home birth, It's all, whatever you choose, there's no good or bad. The soul is just unconditional love. So I don't think I could say my intuition told me to go to the hospital. Because the intuition is the soul. And the soul, I, I, this is my personal opinion, I just don't think the soul would ever say, save yourself. Live. And so this is my new perspective and it's pretty intense, but it gives me so much clarity. So it gives me clarity that in the future when I have my home birth, if I feel like something's wrong, there's a 100% chance my ego is afraid and then my human 
instinct to be saved and to survive and to live is operating. And that's not bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying now I think I know, and my opinion can change on this again, but, but now I know because if you can tap into your soul, the soul never says stuff like that. If you have ever tapped into your soul, the message is so crystal clear all the time, consistently. The soul, 100% of the time, says, all is well. You are taken care of. Whatever you choose is great. I love you. You can do this. You are unconditional love. The soul has a very specific message all of the time. It is the thing that is connected to every fiber in the universe. It is the universe. So human instinct is to avoid death. It's the survival instinct. Survive at all costs. But the soul, death isn't even real to the soul. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't care what you do. It doesn't matter if you die or not. Another example is, say someone hurt you in a small way or a big way, our computer programming is to seek revenge in a small way or a big way. I've talked about this before. Our egos love to seek revenge by just ignoring a person's phone call or not texting them back for a few days. That's very normal in this day and age. And that is revenge because, I mean, sometimes you could, you know, be like, I'm taking space and boundaries. But if you're very honest with yourself a lot of times the ego doesn't want to respond because it wants to hurt the other person you know it wants to pass on the pain because you felt pain and now you want to pass on your pain to them so the computer programming of the ego is revenge but our free will comes into play when we access our soul and we choose forgiveness One story I can demonstrate with this is there's a few people in my life that aren't in my life anymore and I have not had closure with them and I'm not quite sure how to handle it. I don't know whether to gain closure by myself without them. Um, I just don't know how to handle it, to be honest. Um, And then there's moments where I think, oh, I need to reach out to them and say, hey, can we have a conversation? Can we talk? But then one time, this was like a month or two ago, I went really inwards. Deep breathing, music. I went inwards, inwards, inwards to my soul. To my soul. And I pictured these people that I have discord with. I pictured that I was sitting like cross-legged in front of them. We were facing each other. And in this meditation, 
where I was in my soul. And it can bring me tears right now because that's how real it is and that's how real it was. This is how I know it's truth to me. When I was face-to-face energetically with these people that I have discord with and I have not had closure with, I just wanted to hug them. And in my meditation, I just hugged them. And I cried. I was bawling. I was bawling. And I just wanted to love them. And I forgave them. And I didn't even need to talk to them. I just wanted to hold their hand and love them and hug them. And I needed no words with them. Because to me, the soul is beyond words. It's just love and it's just forgiveness. And when I was in this space, I didn't need any conversations. I didn't need any closure. I just wanted to love them. And then when I got out of the meditation, my ego immediately was like, oh, maybe I should reach out to them. Maybe I should talk to them. And it gave me such a clear knowing on... The ego, I'm not saying this is bad, but the ego always wants to talk shit out. It always wants to hash it out and gain an understanding and get on the same page as the other person and gain closure. And the soul doesn't care about that. The soul doesn't give a fuck about that. The soul just wants to love them. This meditation gave me so much clarity on whether I choose to reach out to them or not. There's no wrong choice, but but I know. There's no wrong choice, but I know that it's my brain needing words or it's my brain needing closure versus I know what my soul needs. I've experienced it. It just wants to love and forgive people. It's so clear. It's so clear. So I guess this new perspective shift in me, it's not that, it's not that different, but it's more radical. Because I, I have a greater understanding of the voice of the soul. And I just don't think the soul would ever say, Go save yourself. Go seek medical help. That's just, maybe that's my opinion, but that's what I think. And so, so much of who we are and what we are, you know, our flesh, our programming is instinctual and a primal brain. Our primal brain is when we're triggered, reactive, in fear, um, we sense danger and we need to live. Um, we sense danger like we are going to be abandoned or reject- rejected or betrayed. And our human instinct to protect ourselves gears up. So that brings this brings another point. I, d- I don't think the soul would ever care about abandonment, betrayal, rejection, because those aren't real to it. There is, no such, there is no such thing as abandonment to the soul because the soul is divine love. The soul is the universe. The, the soul is one with the universe. It can never be abandoned. 
The human ego can be abandoned, but the soul can never be abandoned by God, by spirit, by divinity, never, ever, ever. Abandonment is not even a thing to the soul. So when we're trying to protect ourselves from rejection, abandonment, that's just our human instinct. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just trying to give you clarity that the soul would just love the people who abandon us. It's, it's pretty radical because unconditional love is radical. We can't even fathom what unconditional love is. We can't even, we can't even fathom it because we very so rarely have ever experienced it. So I think if we're in the beginning stages of dating someone and we get some red flags, like, you know, they're a narcissist or they have control issues or they're abusive, I don't think it's necessarily our intuition that tells us, hey, run. Run away from this person. I think it's our, our primal brain. It's our instinct. It's so smart. It senses danger so, so easily. And again, the soul would probably just want to love the abused person. Because what would God do? What would Jesus do? What would all the masters do? They wouldn't accept to be treated a certain way, but they would love that person. That's not to excuse abuse. I'm just saying, you know, what, for me, it's really easy to know what the soul would say or do when I imagine Jesus. Jesus loved, but he also, he also didn't allow himself to get walked all over either. You know, there's a balance, obviously. I don't really expect people to resonate with this because it just feels so radical. But because it feels radical, it feels so clear in my body. I feel like I don't ever have to doubt what's intuition versus fear anymore because intuition just would be unconditional love, I feel. And the instinct to save yourself or to protect yourself is the ego, is fear. And, you know, you could choose whatever you want to choose. But I just hope maybe this helped someone because I feel the clarity that I feel in my body. And I like it. I really like it.